0: Place of Nature podcast. Today we have a fascinating topic, worms. I was shocked just to learn how massive of a role these little heroes can play in tackling many of the challenges we face, including food security and the climate crisis. I also found out about many challenges I didn't even know we had. And who better to bring this topic to the surface than none other than the wormologist herself, Anna De La Vega. Anna. Thank you so much for joining us today, really looking forward to our conversation and I want to say a special thank you because you were kind enough to do one of our pilot episodes with us, so really grateful for that and it's fantastic to have you back. So could you just tell us a bit about what you do?
1: (laughs) I'm a wormologist. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I run uh, run a social enterprise called The Urban Worm, Mm -hmm. it's a, a community interest company and we promote worm farming as a sustainable solution for organic waste management and organic agriculture. So in schools, institutions, businesses, um, and domestic households, spread the worm word. Yeah, the worm word just isn't actually a real, a real word, but you word, but you can you um, create your own. You can create your own destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the academic term is vermiculture. So. Um, the vermi comes for the Latin for worm, so uh, a vermiculturist, but...
0: A vermiculturist. As wormologist as, yeah, is a bit it, it cuter, sounds a, lot a bit, it bit nicer. It is. Yeah. it is much nicer, yeah. Much better yeah. for the marketing, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. it. So, so what does your kind of role entail? So how do you work with worms? What, what can worms do for us?
1: So um, they're, the, they're the most efficient waste managers, Um, they mm. can eat up their body weight a day, and they reduce the volume by up to 90%. So they can eat anything that's been alive, or anything that's passed through something that's been alive, so all the manures. Um, at my worm farm I use cow manure to feed worm to feed my worms, but kitchen waste, even dog waste, because whatever passes oh, wow. through a worm becomes mm-hmm. clean. Um, so we did a recently did a sample um, my friend with my friend's dog after six months of it going through um, a worm farming system, there was no bad bacteria. Oh, wow. So even Oxfam are using tiger worm toilets as well in refugee camps. Hmm. Um, all, all organic wastes can be processed by worms. And the final product um, product is the most um, nutrient-rich organic fertilizer in the world. It contains all 14 nutrients that plants need to thrive. Um, right. And natural insecticides. Um, uh, Chitinase contains chitinite. Chitinase, which corrodes the exoskeleton of harmful um, of pests, of, of bad bacteria. Oh, bad uh, microorganisms that harm the plants. So they're pretty special.
0: Yeah, they are. It sounds pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty amazing. So why are worms so important to us, kind of as a society now? Because it's not something you hear a lot about in the UK, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, food security, everyone has to eat. Mm. And um, it's soil. Worms make the soil. They make mm. the earth. Um, sadly, due to industrial um, agricultural practices, we've lost 83% of nutrients since the 1850s in our soil. Um, I mean, it's amazing that we're still walking around, really. I think in the, in the 70s, you needed to eat one one orange. If you ate one orange in the 70s, you'd need to eat equivalent like seven or eight now. So we're really nutrient deficient. Yeah. Um, yeah. But worms can, worms can help. We can replace synthetic fertilizers with vermiculture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been practiced all around the world, but it just hasn't really caught on here yet. So that's my job I'm trying mm. to spread the good word, good worm word. Yeah. But it's um, in the States, uh, in India, Philippines. In the Philippines, the government train their farmers how to farm worms, um, and then they buy the worm manure off them, and then they give it them back for free because they understand how important it is to to the soil and for food for food production. And they obviously, they've been decimated by um, GM in, yeah. in the past. And the president is a bit of a, you know, yeah, it's not. Worm fan. Well, not a worm, I mean, he's, he's, he's got, you know, it's questionable, he's got other things, <laughs> questionable, but he um, he's supporting, he's supporting organic agriculture, surprisingly so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well,
0: you some
1: would have good. Thought? Yeah, yeah. some <laughs> good, some good. In That's India, it. there's over 200,000 200, worm farmers in India.
0: Gosh.
1: Um, so, yeah, it's, ca- it's catching on. It creates yeah. um, livelihoods for people. You're turning waste into wealth. It's just waste. It's a waste product. that you're turning into a very high-value um, fertilizer, where you need one tablespoon of worm manure to feed a plant for three months. Gosh. So.
0: That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So yeah. how, um, well, there's, there's two different products that are created by worms, mm-hmm. aren't there? You kind of get the worm castings. Yeah, worm manure. I'm not worm sure if manure. the is right. Worm Vermi- manure.
1: Vermicompost, worm castings, worm poo worm manure,
0: all whatever you thing. like, yeah. all the same thing. But then you also have the worm wee. Yes,
1: yeah, so you have to be careful with the worm wee. It's like a mysterious fluid that comes through the, the worm farm. So if the worm farm has gone anaerobic, the, the, the liquid will also be anaerobic. So okay. if your worm farm's gone bad, stay away from your worm wee. Okay. So if it smells bad, don't touch it. You'll kill your plants. You don't know what's in it.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Interesting. So, how would you use the worm? So, is the worm we what you'd use as your kind of replacement Ver, fertilizer? Fertilizer. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: um, you dilute that one to ten liquid mm. fertilizer. But you can also make a liquid fertilizer with the worm manure. Mm-hmm. So, um, we sell worm poo tea bags uh, <laughs> <laughs> for plants, not people. Yeah. So, you put a tea bag in um, a watering can, let yeah. it brew for 24 hours, and all the nutrients and um, the microbes are beneficial microbes. Mm. Um, go into the water and you've got liquid plant feed as well you okay. can spray that on the plant as a foliar spray.
0: Oh right so they do absorb it through the leaves yeah. and things too? Yeah
1: through the stem through, through the cell walls.
0: Oh right okay that's interesting. So
1: worm wee, no worm tea is the way is the way to go.
0: Oh right and as you say, that helps remove um, it's, it's bacteria natu- yeah, and things it's, as well.
1: It's just full of goodness, full of goodness okay. and the, I mean Ron, Rhonda Sherman who is the um, international worm queen really she says she st- stay away from worm wee mm-hmm. um but other people other people use it on a, a big scale i think in australia there's a um there's a flower farm and they use the leachate to to feed to feed their flowers so they're using it on a big scale but mm. it's just something to be cautious off after if your worm farm's gone bad is to Careful okay. With and the how eating. and how
0: does the worm farm go bad is it just not so anaerobic, anaerobic So it's anaerobic, anaerobic, not anaerobic not it's been
1: overfed there's not enough oxygen um, oh, so that's
0: you're giving way too much to the you're worms you're giving way too much food it.
1: so you want uh. to um, worms have only got very little mouths actually it's a it's a muscle it's not a mouth so um, the smaller you break the pieces up of the, the food um, these are it could be for the worms to digest well they're not actually eating the food they're eating the, the microorganisms that are breaking down the food. So they, um, the more surface area you can create, the more surface area for the microorganisms.
0: All right, so the worms don't actually no, eat the food no, as such. No,
1: so they eat the bacteria, the fungi, the protozoa, the nematodes that are working to break to break the waste down.
0: Ah, because it sounds kind of counterintuitive in a way, doesn't it? That you want to obviously compost your waste, yeah. but then the worms are eating what's actively composting yeah. your waste.
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow,
0: it works. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But it works. Yeah, so it that's works. the most important thing. It works.
1: Yeah, yeah. so um, um, a teaspoon of worm manure contains more microorganisms than humans on the planet. Gosh. So it's alive. Yeah. It's, it's alive. It's yeah. alive. Um, it's pretty crazy. Sadly, the land and our farmland is mostly dead and doesn't have much yes. um, biology in it because we're spraying it with... Chemicals irritate irritate the microorganisms, and obviously the worms. It's a salt salt salts. Worms don't like salts, and that's what chemical fertilizers are.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that's well we as we know, you know, there's a huge issue with our farmland soils. Mm-hmm, we've got mm-hmm. less than 30 years left of harvests.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think and I've been saying that for a lot, I think I've been we've been saying that for like ten years. I'm pretty sure that. we
0: said that when we did that pilot yeah, episode, yeah, which was at least yeah, two yeah, years yeah, ago. I'm sure so, I've been uh, saying it for a
1: long time. Yeah. So we're probably at 10 years now, aren't
0: we? <laughs> 10, 20 years. That's it, yeah, that's true. So, you know, that's a big problem. And as you say, you know, the quality of the soil as mm-hmm, well is in mm-hmm, significant mm-hmm. decline. Um, and you, you gave the example of oranges, but I know that broccoli has lost 70% of its nutritional yeah. content. So it kind of makes you wonder what on earth are actually eating. Yeah. Fibre and water, basically. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's amazing um, we're still walking around. We're so resilient. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, imagine what we could be at yeah. capacity. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing.
0: It is. Yeah, it's, well, it's not, amazing is one word. Yeah. Troubling <laughs> is the <laughs> you're other you're word, I think I would yeah. say. We're
1: very resilient, obviously.
0: That's it. So what kind of projects are you in, involved with? Um,
1: At the moment, we recently installed worm farms at um, MacArthur Glen Shopping Outlet Mm Centre for Wagamamas um, and Slim Chickens. So they're feeding their kitchen waste to the worms um, because we convert uh, wheelie bins into worm farms. So we've designed Mm -hmm. parts to to convert the bins. So you have domestic wheelie bins that we convert and also industrial bins. So at Wagamamas, they've got four four 1100 um, litre worm farms managing their waste and slim chickens have got one as well um, so we're doing that we've got we've been recently funded by um, uh, the National Lottery Reaching Communities Fund to do a project called 1000 worm farmers so we've mm. been making videos how-to videos to show people how to make a worm farm on a budget um, oh, cool. and we'll be posting a thousand packs of hundred grams of worms in the post to anyone who applies Oh, cool. So, if this is successful, we hope to then continue it and do yeah, 20,000, no, 100,000. I mean, and then people to, um, uh, to share their squirm as well. <laughs> squirm. So, um,
0: what is a squirm?
1: A, a group of worms.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do have adorable names, don't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> They've
1: got five hearts as well. Five hearts? Five hearts. Um, oh where was I about the project yeah so we um, we were due to start um, a project um, in three prisons but that's been put on hold due to well lack of funds the well the um, outbreak so I think it was in 2020 time's just gone so it was due to start in April um, but in March we got locked down so Mm. and that was EU funding so that's been put on yeah that's I'm not sure, but it was um, what's happening Comes there. The mm. But that was um, we were going to train um, the inmates how to farm worms deliver horticultural um, qualifications, and then supply the local farms with vermicompost, worm manure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very exciting project. But that's um, been put on the back burner with all the, the problems in the world at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so.
0: yeah, this is the trouble, isn't it? Many, yeah. many projects have been. Yeah frozen or, or held on on
1: hold so yeah. yeah we're um yeah we'll see we will see um but what else have we got on at the moment um other projects stanford um uh, military military hospital stanford hall rehabilitation yeah. hospital um we're working with them they're looking at getting worm farms installed on site and um, actually have them all the all of the sites as well so people are clocking on now that it's um, a solution for on-site organic waste yeah. ma- management. They don't so have to transport the waste anywhere, mm-hmm. we've got it on-site and we've got a steady supply of very expensive fertilizer. It, you know, to buy it, to buy it it's, it's not cheap, so we retail um, 500 grams of worm manure, retails for eight pounds and I've oh, seen wow. it for 25 pounds. I've seen a kilo sold for 25 pounds. Gosh. So it's very valuable stuff. But if we can make it ourselves, um, and, and that's the ourselves. object of the yeah. Urban Worm. We want to teach people, you know, you can do it yourself and particularly farmers. Mm. You don't need to be um, spending thousands of pounds on fertilizers every year, partnering with uh, other other farmers that have waste, agricultural waste. Mm-hmm. So there was when I was um, I'm a Winston Churchill fellow so um in 2016 funded to travel to America and Cuba and there's a big worm farm um, in Rochester upstate New York, called worm power and they have partnered with a dairy farm a mile down the road they would u- usually cost them to to get rid of their waste and they're using it to produce vermicompost on a Huge, huge scale. They actually had funding. They had government funding as well. Oh well. Wow. And I think everyone assumes that America are quite behind in these things, but on the contrary, they're you know they're really developed with worm um, worm farming. Hmm. Um, they're doing it in prisons. There was a, a prison in Seattle, Monroe Correctional Facility. And if anyone's interested, there's a really good TED Talk called "The Power of Sustainability," and that's from Monroe in Monroe Correctional Facility from um, an inmate that runs the worm farm. Hmm and they're worm composting all of their waste, and, and Bokashi as well, they, they're using Bokashi composting to do that on site in the prison. And then they're supplying the local county council with organic fertiliser. So it's a nice closed loop system and the inmates have been given um, meaningful activity. Um, so that's what the worm, is: healing worm's clean, toxic waste, so we can apply that in a therapeutic um, uh, so an environment, that's, you know, has a role to play there as well. Well, it's
0: multi-purpose, isn't it? You know, if yeah. you
1: can
0: train people mm-hmm. and bring them into this kind of sector, which is crying yeah. out for people, yeah. um, you know, it's a really, really valuable. Absolutely. And obviously, producing back. a really important product that we need yeah. and we're going to need mm-hmm. more and more to restore our Absolutely. soils and
1: things. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to go back slightly to the work you're doing with Wagamamas and mm-hmm. in the shopping centre. Mm-hmm. So what's happening, so what waste do they give you? Do they give you everything? No, so of,
1: they're doing it, they, they feed the worms themselves. So they feed the worms themselves? Yeah, so it's not, it's um, one based in, in Nottingham, Newark, <laughs> mm-hmm. but this is in um, Cannock. Oh, okay, um, yeah. In, yeah, in Birmingham. Oh, road. we're in Birmingham, it's not far. Yeah. Um, so they are putting their um, uh, kitchen waste, uncooked kitchen waste scraps, vegetable scraps, in the worm farm, they're just managing it themselves.
0: Okay, so they're only using like, uncooked?
1: Uncooked food. Uncooked. Worms can c- eat cooked food, and they can eat meat and, um, and, and fish, all these mm. things, but i just advise to leave it out when yeah. you're doing it on a big scale, if it can go wrong. If you're not well-versed in, in vermicomposting, mm. it's safer to, to leave it out if doubt, leave Yeah, because you
0: normally do that with compost and things as well? Would yeah. you but more for like attracting rats? That rodents that That's of thing. the yeah. thing. That's
1: why great. That's why um, worm farming is great because it's on a, it's an enclosed system. It's great mm. for an urban environment um, and you don't have you don't have the risk of of rats. Yeah. Which is a main, you know, they want somewhere warm to hang out as well in the winter, don't they? Yeah. So don't me uh, all. Yeah. yeah, so that's you <laughs> know, it does attract um, I do, I do I do see all the appeal, you know, the warm heats up with the compost heating up. So mm. Um, but yeah, the, worm, the, the rats can't get in these closed systems. Oh,
0: so. okay. And you were also saying um, earlier on when we, when we spoke mm-hmm. about sort of the scale, because you can do it at quite a small scale. So yeah. you don't have to have, you don't like need you would have a, a garden. compost bin outside. You yeah, can do it Yeah, absolutely.
1: Inside. So um, uh, we make and sell 10 litre worm farms. So oh. you can have it, keep it in your cupboard. You don't <laughs> need it, a garden to compost. No excuses when people say, I can't compost, I don't have, don't have a garden. You can, (laughs) (laughs) you can, because worms are happiest when they're ten to thirty degrees. So keeping them inside on a stable, um, in a um, stable temperature
0: is is good for
1: them. Is yeah, they're happiest.
0: Mm -hmm. So what do people then do? So back to Wagamamas, for example, what do they do with the with the waste? So we're actually
1: working with um, an organisation called um, Urban Planters. So Mm. Urban Planters are they do their or their 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 landscaping. Mm -hmm. So we're working with them. So they're using. The vermicompost on site as well. Okay. And we hope in the future, when we start producing um, more, that they potentially partner with community organisations and then you know, give back with corporate responsibility and
0: mm-hmm. give
1: some vermicompost back to community gardens and the local community.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But yeah, they'll be using it on site. Yeah. Free compost.
0: That's it. No, it's really, important. it's really important. And it's
1: great for hanging baskets um, uh, because worm manure retains 50% moisture. So if you've got f- some foamy compost, worm manure in your hanging basket, it's going to provide more resilience especially when we have extreme weather um, patterns. So we've got um, more. Um, we're seeing drought and excessive rain. It just gives some um, resilience
0: yeah. to that. No, that's really important. Well, this yeah. is one of the big problems. runoff soil structure. and, and yeah. flooding.
1: You know, if we can have lots of planters with worm manure in. That can be um, uh, I think a key, key thing in, in
0: Definitely, yeah. developing so, resilience in cities. So why don't we see it on a big scale? Because you get your anaerobic digesters and things mm-hmm. like that, don't you? And you get large mm-hmm. commercial composting mm-hmm. sites. My mum actually runs a large com- load of composting right. sites yeah. for Veolia. Right. So yeah. um, you see a lot of those, yeah. um, but what you don't see is large industrial kind of worm no, farms. So why, you, is it just, well, it's just scale? Here,
1: I mean, in the um internationally, it is it is happening on a large scale, hmm. but they were just very behind here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I was going to America, people were saying, "Oh, you're going there to teach?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going to learn." Yeah. Um, I think the climate is is one thing, um, and I think also maybe. So, the, so is
0: it is it too co- cold here then? Because a lot of those what? countries you mentioned well, are Well, saying bit that the
1: um, upstate Rochester, it was absolutely it's, it's freezing, and they they that's all heated. They've got it in. They're, they're indoors, and it's um, oh. all a controlled. Hmm. environment. So that's not really um can't use that as an excuse like always <laughs> hmm. the weather. Um I think maybe, you know, there's a big um the fertilizer industry, um I think well in the eighteen fifties the first chemical fertilizer industry was established in in the UK. So maybe we just have a, a big, you know, there's a big grip
0: yeah.
1: um here. So yeah, we're just very, very behind.
0: Well I suppose it's easier in a way, isn't it? It's easier to to be able to buy just fertiliser in or whatever. Of course, it's easier. It's been
1: this culture for a long time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's culture and it's difficult to to break that. Mm. Um, And it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. Um, But if it comes to cost and business, people want to have some good business sense, then it's good business sense to start replacing um, your synthetic fertilisers for for worm manure. Mm -hmm. And for the... And for the, for the health of you know humanity, um, c- the soil is a is a giant carbon sponge. Mm. Um, and um, according to Dr. Elaine Ingham, she um, uh, runs the Soil Food Web School, that we can we can turn around climate change in 10 to 15 years just by focusing on our on our soil. So yeah. you know that we've, be, we've got on. to do that, and that I just I'm not seeing that. In the industry, that's not where it's all being—you know, AI and I mean, it's being mechanized. Well, and that's this is the like trouble. The it's going kind of too not,
0: technological yep. in terms of progress. Yep. I mean, I want to talk about it in a bit. Yep. But hydroponics and aquaponics are a bit yep. like that. A lot yep. of the solutions could be so simple, yep. but actually they're so high-tech and yep. it's kind of unnecessary yep. in some respects.
1: Yeah, and it cuts people out of of engaging.
0: Um, yeah, indeed, because exactly. you can't afford yeah.
1: it, it's too complicated. If the system breaks, oh. This is why um, I love vermicomposting because it's low tech technology. You know, everyone can um, have a go. But when it's big fancy machines, we cut cut out of we cut out the
0: human element. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then
1: we have no control over our food. Yeah. And when farmers are taking you know, if their their whole land's taken over with a huge robot, then scary <laughs>
0: it is scary yeah really well, it just scary becomes, it's got to be a real risk of becoming incredibly corporate
1: yeah
0: um that's part of the problem really isn't it
1: mm-hmm. who controls the technology yeah
0: exactly it controls everything yeah, yeah. um yeah. turn the it.
1: switch off <laughs> exactly
0: well yeah it's the it's one of the things we've yeah. got, you've got to consider isn't mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um i wanted to just stick slightly with um like the anaerobic side of things yeah because a lot of there's potentially a lot of investment Especially now, so at the moment, as we're recording this, it's mm-hmm. um, the start of October, yeah. um, we've got, we're in the middle of the fuel crisis, we've just been joined by a peacock, um, so if there's lots of noise that's why, um, who's come out of the rain it seems, so these anaerobic digesters potentially are potentially going to be looked at as one part mm-hmm. of how we tackle the energy kind of mm-hmm. crisis because mm-hmm. they can provide like a baseload energy mm-hmm. supply mm-hmm. which is obviously really important mm-hmm. but the problem is it's not necessarily the best way to deal as no. we've discussed already mm-hmm. with a lot of food waste mm-hmm. and things and there's a lot of problems with the gases and stuff that's produced
1: mm. methane. so
0: exactly yes yeah, so it produces a lot of methane yeah. but then we burn that to produce energy mm-hmm. which is still kind mm-hmm. of it's still greener than a lot of other well it's, mm-hmm. the, it's greener than mm-hmm. um, natural gas and all this type of thing um, so how do worms kind of relate to that system? Can we produce essentially a large plant? Because I'm just wondering how you mm-hmm. do it at scale, because it's easy easy mm-hmm. for me to imagine like a small sort yep. of worm farm at home, but how do these countries create these big systems saying, to, so, to look after um, it's, cities
1: or whatever? Um, Mechanized, so you have, um, so it, worm power, this, um how to explain it to you. So you add waste so that it's, uh, there's like a trolley that goes, feeds the top layer of, of the worms, and the mm-hmm. worms always um, eat up their surface dwellers, so they're constantly eating through, through the waste. Then there's a chopping bar underneath that cuts um, slices off the processed worm mm-hmm. manure. So it's all mechanised. These tro- tro- trolleys that feed the, um, the worms a couple of layers of waste every couple of days.
0: Uh, and it's just like
1: a flow-through system. So just like with composting, when you empty it, it you turn it and the processed stuff is at the bottom, Mm -hmm. that's the same, the worms move their way up through through the waste.
0: Oh, right, okay. And is there still a lot of... I know you said they break down a lot of the methane and things, but are there still like gases produced that could be captured or, or not really?
1: No, I mean, cause it's, a cool, it's a cool composting process. Okay, so, it's the, so the ana-
0: anaerobic one produces heat. Yeah,
1: so it's a meso- this is um, a mesophilic, which is a cool composting process as opposed okay. to thermophilic. Yeah. So it's um, stable, it's, co- it's cool. So we're Oh not... right,
0: so that doesn't produce all these no, gases and things. No. So in a way it's better.
1: It's good because it's, rele- it's stopping these gases being released in um, the environment. So um, food waste emits methane and nitrous oxide. Methane mm-hmm. is 31 times stronger than carbon dioxide. Nitrous oxide is 310 times stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the UK, households throw away 6.7 million tonnes of waste. That's just ha- households. So when that's being thrown... In the bin or thrown to landfill. Well, it's just, it's, just ridi- it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if we can, if everyone had a worm farm, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it'd be small things. I like, you know, don't it's they? huge. You know, yeah. if we can.
1: Um, um, small acts can make a huge difference if we all if we all did our little bit. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, and we can all make really good quality soil. It's the earth. That's it. We get exactly. to be creators of life. That's what yes. the soil is. It's the foundation, the beginning of life. And mm-hmm. We get to play God. We get to, we get to make it. <laughs>
0: That's it, definitely. And, you know, definitely.
1: It's, um, and it's, yeah, it's hope. It's the last bastion, isn't it? We're making it. They're killing it out there, but we've got a little bowl, yeah. <laughs> bucket of, um, of soil at home. It's, um, yeah. It's no, indeed. Keeping it alive. Keep indeed. the microorganisms alive.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big problem. So... Um,
1: but worms, especially for dog, um, dog waste you know oh actually that's the other thing I wanted to yeah Yeah. I wanted to go
0: back to that because um, so obviously you wouldn't typically put waste well okay let's say excrement shall we say of any animal um, apart from things like okay carnivores typically so like dogs humans you wouldn't want to use that on a sort of vegetable or any way you're really producing food maybe fruit trees or something you know potentially but um, so we're not advising people to do that but um, to be clear but um, there is this opportunity to, to make use of a product that is yeah, a huge, huge problem.
1: problem. It's a huge problem. Yeah. It was toxic, and then we can make it non-toxic. Yeah, you know, worms are the um, the cleaners of yeah. the earth. They even excrete a bacteria, antibacterial fluid. Whatever mm-hmm. um, passes through their body becomes becomes clean. So there's huge opp- huge opportunity. I mean, in um, in India, there was a lot of research um, looking at um, the the academic term is vermiremediation, using mm-hmm. worms to clean contaminated land and um, uh, use um land that's contaminated with ddts the worms were cleaning that so, up so ddts is the
0: um pesticide isn't it
1: yeah that was in the 1940s which I kind of think
0: just goes all the way through the it's food chain really they're still they're nasty finding
1: stuff.
0: it merrick mentions it in his podcast uh, they're Breast finding milk it they're and finding it in of. penguins in the arctic
1: it's it's I think. it's a disaster i can't i can't I never mean, know that that, that, that have to say the long name for it but dic, dicta Anyway, DDTs, yeah, nasty, nasty stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and that's you know, that's helping that. So what? What else can we do with with this with this process? Um, my friends using our. Worm composting toilet on her boat, so I'll be trying and be sampling the, I'll be <laughs> sampling that afterwards to see.
0: Well, enjoy um, that. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait till it's been well processed. Yeah, definitely. But once yeah. it's, you know, once it's been processed, um, yeah. there's no reason. I mean, advise when um, customers use worms to deal with their animal waste. Do not mix. Don't put it on your edibles, just in case there's trace pathogens. So flowers. Trees, yeah, put it in the borders. On the borders. Yeah. Don't put it on Maybe your the lawn. On your
0: tomatoes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Play it safe. That's it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's important to remember sustainability doesn't just relate to the environment. It relates to your finances as well. That's why we have switched to Beans Accountants. Beans operate on a package system, so you always know where you stand. We halved our accountancy costs by moving to them, and one of our associates just reduced theirs by two thirds. And with free tax advice and accountancy support you cannot go wrong so make sure you check out Bean's Accountants in the description below. So I wanted to go back to sort of the international worms Mm -hmm. because and we've just been talking about um sort of verma filtration was it? Mm
1: -hmm. Um vermi remediation. Verma
0: remediation Mm -hmm. sorry so I remember last time we talked a bit about this and how it was being looked at for um uh, was it textile industry? Yeah, cotton from the worms. Yeah,
1: um, worms eat cotton waste. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's natural. If it's natural, it can be consumed by worms. I've just composted some um, old genes.
0: Oh right. Okay, so they can break that down yep. fine as well. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was something to do with um, some chemicals and things that are being used to treat too. Was that? Um, was that oh,
1: right? Yes, I remember. Um, yeah, the chemical. Yes, I, yeah, I remember that. That was, a, yeah, that was a while ago. Well, well remembered. Yes, um, I can't remember what, what country it was. Was it in India? But yes. India rings is. a bell for me. Yeah, I think it yeah. was in India that they were using vermi um, remediation to clean the, um, yeah, to clean the toxins. From. And that,
0: did that work in a way similar to kind of a reed bed system would do? Because we quite often put them in mm-hmm. this country to clean mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. be it from um, uh, like grey water or mm-hmm. uh, waste um, as what well, foul Drainage and things too. I think
1: they, yeah, they were using it. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. It was a while ago, but yeah, like there would um, it would be added into the waste, would be added into the the worm farm. Mm-hmm. So they were cleaning it. they were just spraying it with the other way, adding other waste as well. But the liquid waste, they would spray it into the worm farm, and it would filter out. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah, interesting. So it's, yeah. it's amazing the the range of application mm-hmm. there are for worms. And the other example Huge. I remember you mentioning um, internationally was Cuba, yeah, with the fall of the Soviet Union.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, I, um, went there to part of my Winston Churchill, and th- yeah, the late 80s, the collapse of the Soviet Union, the um, Cuba lost 80 percent of um, imports and exports overnight, mm-hmm. and the average Cuban lost 20 pounds. So in were, weight, in weight, yeah, in, in weight, yeah. and they're actually using twice the amount of chemical fertiliser per hectare as the United States because they were getting five times their market price for sugar. Mm-hmm. And it was not real, wasn't real, but obviously everyone was growing sugar everywhere. Um, so they weren't food secure because most of the land was used to produce sugar. Um, and obviously with them, they didn't have access to fertilisers. Um, so luckily, vermicomposting had been introduced two years before the collapse. Mm-hmm. And that played a big role in getting them out of this Scary situation. Um, yeah. They could produce fertilizer, so one ton of worm manure replaced the need for eight tons of cow manure. Gosh. Per acre. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the government taught um, people how to farm worms on national te- on national television and <laughs> how to grow food. Um, but sadly, when I went, that wasn't really the story. Um, I was going for I was expecting that culture still to be there. Yeah. But it's been everyone seems to have forgotten very quickly and now they're using a lot of synthetic fertilizers again. Mm. In this in the cities they're not. Mm. Um but on in in the countryside uh they've they've reverted the back to to synthetic yeah. yeah. Oh, right. So yeah, That's a shame. yeah, it wasn't. I'm like this isn't the story I was coming for. <laughs> yeah. Um but I did visit some great Great projects. I mean, actually there was um, a twenty-four meter, um, a twenty-four square meter rabbit farm attached to somebody's apartment. It was a, um, rabbit meat was a, um, yeah, was quite small space. But because they had vermicomposting, um, they could keep a hygiene environment. So they were using oh. worm manure to deal with that on such, sp- such a small space. Oh wow! So underneath they had the um, the worm farms that were collecting. Um, yeah
0: it's interesting yeah well, it plays mm. such an important role in like i suppose the speed of the, mm-hmm. the process as well because mm-hmm. I imagine is it quicker than normal composting it's
1: quicker yeah. um, it's quicker um, it does, it's less um, energy you don 't have to do mm. any, any any turning to aerate your compost, mm-hmm. and the final product is more valuable more valuable mm. more valuable um, excellent, and also you 've got your um uh, you've got your worms as well. So they they were they had quails, part of their... I used to have
0: setup, ...set up, and they would mm. feed
1: the worms to the quails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're 70% protein. So Gosh. for um, animal feed, they can also play a really important contribution to our food security oh, okay. by, by so doing that, that as well.
0: So that brings me back to the topic we kind of talked to briefly about earlier with hydroponics and aquaponics. Mm-hmm. Because there's a huge shift over to hydroponics and aquaponics Mm -hmm. and you know it is going to be really important Mm -hmm. with uh with all the challenges we're going to face around Mm -hmm. climate and food security Mm -hmm. and being able to produce food where people are and Mm -hmm. all this type of thing um and the one thing i see as a huge problem is where the nutrients come from for Mm -hmm. hydroponics Mm -hmm. um, or where the food and where they're
1: going well and where they're going as well yeah um
0: but then also where the food comes from for the fish Mm -hmm. so actually um it seems to me that with all the um, nutrients mm-hmm. and everything the worms produce, there's the opportunity to create this kind Absolute of closed system to so not system. only deal with the waste coming out because mm-hmm. you still get a lot of waste from it. You still got all the mm-hmm. roots and all the mm-hmm. any that die off or, mm-hmm. or whatever else um, that you want to get you want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, any packaging and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. you can probably get rid of as well. So you can you can reuse that, but then use the produce and maybe work with local communities or shops or whatever to kind of take food waste off them and you know help support the farm and create that kind of smaller Absolutely. community. Um, but then if you're able to take the nutrients from them and put them into a hydroponic system, mm-hmm. then you know exactly where those nutrients mm-hmm. are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, um, with fish, you can, you can feed the fish. You
1: can feed the fish.
0: Yeah. So, so, and it's
1: keeping costs down, again, yeah. if, somebody's, if you're paying for fertilizer, there's just no need, I don't see any, there's no need to be paying for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. We, the, all the resources are around us to, to, um, to produce our own.
0: Mm. So is this something that's being done a lot or is it not um, so is it kind the of term in early is,
1: um, So obviously stages. aquaponics you can feed, you can obviously feed
0: um, Oh yeah, we should we should probably say it. so hydroponics yeah. is basically vegetables or fruit, even some trees growing in, in water. In water. Aquaponics is basically the same thing, except you have fish, fish. instead of introducing yeah. instead of introducing nutrients to the system, um, the you fish introduce poo. fish feed. Yeah which feeds yeah. the fish and they yeah. poo, and that creates the nutrients yeah. that go around. So you're producing protein as well. Yeah, that's as...
1: it. And then there's vermiponics, yeah. which is using worm manure mm-hmm. to, um, to fertilize the water. Okay. So and that, um, that was coined. I can't remember the name of the guy, but um, in Australia, a, um, a guy in Australia termed the koi, coined the term. And um, yeah, it's being, um, it's being used quite a lot in, in Australia. Um, but I haven't really seen it anywhere else. We, I trialled, I worked with a company called Aqua, no, Urban, Urban Catch. Mm-hmm. And we had some funding um, from the Department of what was it? Agriculture, Department of Agriculture, I think. And we trialled um, vermiponics and it was successful. It was 33% um, growth with using worm manure.
0: Was that over compared to normal hydroponics or aquaponics? Yes, or? Ag-
1: with um, hydroponics.
0: So it's 33%? Yeah, 33%. Percent. 33%, go on. That's interesting.
1: Um, and obviously they were using, they, they make the worm manure themselves from the yeah. waste that they're from their older system. So it's huge, huge potential, huge yeah, well potential. There's waste everywhere, you know, well, agricultural indeed, yeah. waste.
0: And the thing is as well, you know, these systems are often cited as closed loop, but they're not yeah. because yeah. you're having this input. And yeah. OK, you're, probably, you're still going to have to have an input of food waste or whatever mm-hmm. else going in to feed the mm-hmm. worms. But it's one more step mm-hmm. towards making it truly mm-hmm. Close self-sufficient. Loop. and Closed absolutely, loop,
1: yeah. absolutely, absolutely. We don't need to be buying in exactly. fertiliser. That's Indeed. one thing that we can nail, like it's yeah. per, it perfectly and feasible.
0: I also wanted to just, okay, firstly, I have another question about mm-hmm. this hydroponics, aquaponics, mm-hmm. vermaponics. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does it actually work? So what do you put in, because I always assumed it would mm-hmm. be kind of your worm wee. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's two different ways to do it. Yeah. You can people, um, you can do it with the leachate. So the juice that comes out of the, out of the worm farm. obviously I have to check Look, look under the a microscope and check that that's obviously good quality, or you can um, like put a tea bag in the water so the microorganisms are brewing ah, in okay, the system. Yeah.
0: Right, yeah, because I was wondering how you use the compost for it. Yeah, so you'd
1: have it in a bag
0: ah, and let it brew. That's interesting. So I'm really interested in this because yeah. I really want to try and set yeah, something up. Yeah, Um Because okay. it's the
1: microorganism poo, which is the actual fertilizer. So they excrete oh, right. all the nutrients. So. Oh, cool. So closed loop system with bacteria and fungi and protozoa and nematodes it's their manure that is the fertilizer as well that's it so if when we're killing all of this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. with in our yeah, insecticides and killed, things yeah. you know it's um that's when that's why we then become dependent on using other thing other things that run off and don't stay in the in the ground mm. so this is um it's the way, it's the worm way. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's <laughs> the solution for everything. Really is. Well,
0: it, it, there's another really important um, point there about where these nutrients and things come from, mm-hmm. um, which I actually learned from you previously, yeah. which was we're running out of phosphates. Yeah. So um, phosphate is one of the three kind of main nutrients mm-hmm. that Nitrogen,
1: plants need. Nitrogen, potassium, phosphate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, America and China have stopped exporting it and mm. Morocco hold 80% of the world's
0: So why phosphate. do Morocco own 80% of the world's That's phosphate? just where
1: the reserve, that's just where that's just they where are. We, we don't have any reserves in Europe. We don't have any reserves in Europe. It's none Gosh. around here. So we can't even go and take any when we, when, unless we go and start a war. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just... <laughs> 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 um, uh. Uh, sorry, what was, what was yeah, so we don't, yeah, we, we, we are in, we're in, we're in, we're in decline. And obviously what's been happening at the moment with um, yeah. the fertilizer factories, the can't get enough carbon dioxide and they've had to close and all, you know, that's, Scary situation to be in when it
0: is. Well, it's incredibly worrying when you realise food st- security is at risk. Yeah, the soils have lost most of their natural yeah. nutrients, yeah. and then you realise actually we're running out of the artificial ones yeah. anyway. and it takes so actually- a lot
1: of energy to make these fertilisers. So, um, nitrous oxide—it hmm. obviously it's 310 times stronger than carbon dioxide—and to produce this fertiliser, it's very energy intensive, mm-hmm. and emits nitrous oxide. So if the powers that be really are concerned about climate change and, and mm-hmm. doing something about this, well, that's something that needs to be looked at, yeah. seriously. It's very, very energy-intensive. Mm-hmm. And the soil is a carbon sponge, so let's look after it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, that's, it's all in the soil. The soil, mm-hmm. the soil can save us, um, for sure. But it's always been so... Um, Terms of like war on the soil. So the history of synthetic well, fertilizer. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say because
0: you're on your on your um, business card. It's yeah. worms and peace. Yeah. and I was just wondering, yeah, if you could explain yeah. that a little bit. So,
1: um, uh, well, the the history of synthetic fertilizer is steeped in in, in war. So um, 1850s, uh, John Laws developed the first um, synthetic fertilizer company, but they're importing nitrates from an island off Peru and Bolivia. Um, and obviously that so guano poo, seal poo, bird poo, very high in nitrates. Um, obviously that wasn't going to last forever. Um, and then the um, uh, British government funded Chile to go to war to take that, to take those nitrates, and that was Gosh. called the War of the Pacific, and that lasted for five years. It was seventy-eight, I think, eighteen seventy-eight. Um, and then uh, in early nineteen, like nine nineteen oh. I can't remember the the numbers. Um, But a German-Jewish chemist called Fritz Haber um, discovered a way to synthesize um, nitrates, and it's the same way to make bombs, to make chemical fertilizer. So um, just in time um, for the First World War, BASF, the German chemical company, purchased the patent off um, Fritz Haber and industrialized the process. Uh, No, sorry, yeah, yeah, Fritz Haber, and it's known as the... Carber Bosch process that we use mm-hmm. today, because it was Carl Bosch that they employed to industrialise the process. Exactly the same process today. Um, and it's the same process to make bombs. So the factories, when we weren't in war, they were being turned over to, to make synthetic fertiliser. Um, I mean, it's kind of prehistoric. Why, why are we still using a, a method that we were over 100 years ago to make, to make, make fertiliser? Mm-hmm. Um, surely we're more developed and advanced than that, we can do something better than that. Um, but yeah, Fritz Haber, he, um, he, he, he loved his country as well. He's, um, he wanted to, in the Second World War, he wanted to, he wanted to fight, but obviously being Jewish, um, he wasn't permitted. Mm. Um, his, his wife was the first um, female uh, German to get a doctorate in chemistry. And she oh, wow. committed suicide because she was so distraught with what her husband was was doing with his with his Gosh. knowledge
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah he also made cyclone
0: his oh, yeah. made cyclone, cyclone b, b and then yeah. cyclone
1: b um so yeah it's a sad a sad well, history yeah but well, it's cyclone, cyclone b is what was used for the gas, the gas chambers, chambers. chambers yeah yeah so yeah, sad grim. sad he also um yeah so um, fritz harbour is known as the father of chemical warfare and also um, famous for feeding the world. He was given a mm. Nobel Chemistry Prize. Um, mm. So, yeah, any history?
0: Yeah, well, a troubled history and a troubled, troubled future. history, yes. If we absolutely. Carry on down this way. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's steeped in war. We've been committing war on the soil for too long now. Yeah. And it feeds us, it holds us. So, we're basically killing ourselves if we, if we continue. So, no,
0: definitely. But yeah,
1: definitely. Not if you get a worm farm. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's it. It It's our one chance. Our one chance to fix it all. Yes. There's
1: one thing. There's one thing to do. Farm worms. Farm (laughs) soil. You're a a soil farmer. Become a soil farmer. The best quality soil. Best quality soil. Life.
0: Um, So I wanted to go on from that into... Mm -hmm. um, Well, okay. I wanted to ask you just a couple of worm-related questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So because one of my friends asked me to ask one of them okay, to you, and that was, um, if you cut a worm in half, yeah. does it create two worms? No, it does not. It doesn't create two no, worms? No,
1: I think that's what the, the industry told us to make us not feel bad when the tractors are going through, pl- plowing through yeah. the, the land. No, so, um, but they, they can regenerate themselves, so the mm-hmm. band around the worm, the saddle, mm-hmm. and that's, well, that's when you know that a worm is um, an adult, but if um you cut if you cut your worm too close to the saddle, it'll die yeah um but if a little bit gets snipped off the end it can it can grow back, they can regenerate themselves okay so they're pretty, so which is pretty special they're yeah. still very special, <laughs> but they just can't become two they won't become two worms yeah. that's a a a big big lie that everyone's been told so no
0: okay yeah. okay, good. Uh, well, not good, but yeah, important, not, yeah. to, important to important know to in case you're know. trying to rapidly increase Absolutely. your worm population <laughs> and actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah. really not but helping at all. But they count up with the
1: population every 60 days. Oh, wow. So, you know, we can really turn this around. Like, yeah. the, um, the potential for regeneration is enormous. Yeah. Um, so it needs to get on this.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I was going to ask what types of worms are there?
1: So, um, yes, we don't put... Um, there's three types of worms. Um, uh, epijaic which are surface dwelling endojaic they're middle and anisic which are bottom, so top, middle and bottom and we never put garden worms in the worm farm so they're deep burrowing anisic worms so we use epijaic composting worms for worm farming and they live, um, they thrive in fresh rotting waste so you find them in your compost bin, mm-hmm. um, I mean we use um, uh, tiger worms which are Senia fatida So that's the the breed that we use, Mm -hmm. um, but special use special composting worms for your compost.
0: Okay, but if we were looking at kind of, okay, we wouldn't be necessarily seeding worms across agricultural land. No. because obviously we're just putting the compost out, mm-hmm, there, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I was going to ask about worms breaking out into mm-hmm. the into the wild. Is there is there a problem in some places? There kind was of invasive I think in, um,
1: somewhere in America, I think it was in Minnesota. There was a, far, um, a fisherman that was just dropping um, the worms on the that, that they hadn't used in fishing, into on the floor into the forest, and it just decimated the forest because the worms were just overpopulating and. Gosh. Um, and eating the waste, so you do have to be, you know, you do have to be careful.
0: Yeah. So, for example, worms that um, we're using here, we obviously shouldn't be using in other countries. No. So yeah. we shouldn't be posting worms. No. Not internationally.
1: <laughs> no, no, no no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not. Just no, making sure no, in case you know. That. I think I better cover absolutely, some of these things just in case absolutely. people get ideas.
0: Go. That would be a nice present yeah, for my mum yeah, in yeah. Russia. No, no, no.
1: Um, but yeah, if you're making a worm farm, a DIY worm farm, don't use garden worms. Don't give okay. the garden worms up. They'll they'll die. Okay. They like to burrow deep; these are surface-dwelling worms. Okay. So yeah, that's an important, an important question. And they breathe oh. through their skin, so they can eat cooked food, but um, don't put oily food in your, your oh, worm's. I also no oily form. food. Yeah, and ah, citrus.
0: Interesting. Or citrus.
1: Or citrus, because they don't like acidic environments. Oh,
0: interesting. Um,
1: yeah, so you're supposed to keep keep that out, and um, citrus fruit and onion. onion. Not too much onion. But I mean, we don't know, nobody really throws a whole onion away anyway. You can put the peel, you can put the, the skin in, but just don't throw a whole onion in your, in your worm yeah. farm.
0: Okay, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Um, I was going to ask about so, going back to this agricultural worm thing. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things is we've basically wiped out worms in okay, mm-hmm. agricultural fields. Mm-hmm. So, are there any projects involved in reintroducing worms to kind of some of these systems? Or is it kind of something that's not really worried about? Because if they are able to reproduce so quickly, yeah. they'll kind of, if we improve the soil, they should just. And our they they will, they if, um, as
1: it, they, um, a lot of I've, I used to get quite a few requests, people wanting to buy worms off me to put on their land to to improve it. Well, that's that's not going. That's not going to work. Really you have help. to improve the soil first, then the worms will come. Okay. Um, and the worms will just die. There's no there's no life. There's no life. Yeah, there's there. no
0: organic matter for them no, to actually um, eat, especially um, Or no, worms, there's no yeah.
1: microorganisms. There's no life there mm. for them to eat because that's what they're are eating so we can't cure the problem by dumping worms
0: everywhere, <laughs> on, er, everywhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um we need to start healing healing mm-hmm. it and introducing um, microorganisms, oh, yeah. beneficial microorganisms back.
0: Okay, well, that brings me to soil. my to my next point, which was about active microorganisms, mm-hmm. which is something we talked about before. Active microorganisms, EM one, yes, ah. yes, okay. yes,
1: yes, yes, it's magic. So, um, yes, I uh, had some funding from the RHS to go on a workshop. When was that? Years ago now. <laughs>
0: um,
1: EM one. I first discovered it when I was in the Philippines doing some research on worm farming and people kept talking about it and I just didn't pay any attention. It takes a while for the penny to drop, doesn't it, to do your own research. Um, but this stuff is amazing. So it was developed by a guy called Teru Higa um, and it's a collection of three different types of uh, microorganisms. Um, phototropic, um, which consumes methane, carbon dioxide, hydrogen sulfide and it greets water, oxygen and nitrogen, the foundations of life. Then we've got lactic acid bacteria, which stops the decaying process and is an antioxidant. And then yeast, which synthesizes the amino acids. And together, this is used to clean water, um, air. It's just um, the body. It's just, it's just But every, every single thing you can, you can think of. It's being used. It's being manufactured in 56 countries and used in 102. Not in the UK surprise, surprise, um, But around, around the world this is being used, even as a building material. If mm. you um, mix it with cement, it becomes stronger. It's just a miracle. Um, Mixing a it miracle. with cement? With cement, it, become, it, makes, it makes buildings stronger. Um, in Japan, there was an earthquake, and the house that had been built with EM didn't move. Mm. So there's a really interesting book, it's called An Earth Saving Revolution, Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, he's written 15 books, but there's only three that have been translated into English, I think. So there's Our Future Reborn, which is another one, which is a, a positive take on Our Stolen Future mm-hmm. by Theo Colburn, which talks about the impact of synthetic fertilizer um, on humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book is a response to that, that it can be fixed. But EM, people know, um, is used in bakashi, so most people So bokashi is another type of composting It's it's an anaerobic type of composting, so without air. So it can be in a closed container, um, indoors. You add your food waste, sprinkle a layer of bokashi, food waste, bokashi, and then it will be fermented in uh, two weeks. And then you can put it on your garden and it will break down very quickly. Um, And then if you um, put that bokashi waste in an incinerator, it eliminates the dioxins. So that's also a hu- you know huge opportunity um, for councils to potentially
0: oh, right. look at.
1: So I've got in the I live in Nottingham and we have an incinerator and it's a horrible toxic, toxic thing. Um, so that could be you no, know, that's a solution. But EM one it eliminates smells, agricultural smells. It's hmm. it's, it's 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 amazing.
0: Oh, right. So is it kind of, because it's, yeah, so say bakashi is like a pickling process, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we also, well, in this country, we don't eat a lot of like pickled foods. No. Whereas Eastern Europe and yeah. uh, Russia and a lot of places mm-hmm. like that tend to eat much more mm-hmm. pickled stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I've read quite a few articles lately about the importance of us reintroducing that to our diets.
1: Yeah, gut health, we yeah. need to improve our Link microbiome. We, we just don't well. have the diversity in our, in our microbiome and yeah. our own microbiome because the foods that we eat, yeah, they're, they're not rich enough. They're not rich enough, and we're we're not not eating organic, and not even organic is is good is good enough. Just because yeah. it's organic doesn't mean that it contains the things that we need. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so is that similar to kind of Yakult and that type? Is it the same yes, sort of thing you get yes, in those? Yes, 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 ah, yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, creating a healthy a healthy gut, healthy microbiome. Yeah, and, and you can drink EM as well.
0: You can drink it. Yes. Yes. Not from the compost, I Not assume. from the
1: compost, <laughs> um, the you can read and so say there's some really yeah. expensive stuff, EM Gold, which is really, really good, really good stuff. Um, but I drink EM, EM One.
0: So you've been drinking it?
1: I've been drinking it.
0: And you're still here? I'm
1: still here. <laughs> I'm still here. And they said it's OK to drink when I went to the workshop in Thailand at the um, Nature Farming Center. Oh, right. Um, they, so they drink they, it out there as well? They drink then? it there Kind of as a well. new like
0: health food yes. craze. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Not it is that, really. endless.
1: Yeah. so yeah it's um, really really interesting stuff it can it stops rust um, ah. you can put it in your washing machine it stops your clothes decaying people make creams um, from it uh, it's used to preserve food um, the catering industry so so many um, applications for this stuff yeah. and if you 've got a bad smelly worm farm yeah. spray it with some em and it'll fix it <laughs> so it just um, you using that um in conjunction with your, in one it just, it improves, it, it improves yeah, the success. I, I was
0: going to go back to the construction side, because yeah. I'm not entirely sure, I don't understand exactly how it works, right. but it, um, I remember we did, we did talk about it previously and mm-hmm. you were sort of saying, because it stops um, the decomposition process, mm-hmm. it's a way of like pr- naturally preserving, preserving yes. things like metals that might rust, yes, timbers, yes. that type of thing. Yes. So it's like an organic yeah. um, preservative yeah. basically.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful, Yeah. it's wonderful. But again, bit behind here.
0: Yeah. There is
1: a company called Agraton um, in the UK, uh, and they have a, a factory in the Netherlands. Um, and they're, but they're based in the UK and ship it over, but there's nobody else doing it. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, potential so. there.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, this is the thing. A lot of the people we talk to, there's so much opportunity yeah. to kind of develop in this area. in this Absolutely. There's
1: so many problems. So, yeah. there's <laughs> so there's so many solutions. Exactly. So it's an exciting time. Yeah, um, no, it definitely it is. It really is. There's lots to do. We won't get bored. <laughs> <laughs> worms in EM will definitely help.
0: Definitely. No, definitely. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to move on to our kind of um, one of the last sort of questions mm-hmm. I have really, which is mm-hmm. How do we solve this problem? Mm-hmm. What are kind of the opportunities? What are the issues kind of getting in the way mm-hmm. of this worm revolution?
1: Right. Um, I guess. Well, it's education as well. People just don't don't know about, know about yeah. this at all. Um, even far, you know, farmers or even organic or, or organic growers aren't um, well versed or informed about vermiculture. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the main thing um is education and just getting it out to people really because they don't know if you don't know if nobody told you you don't know know what you don't know you don't know what you don't know um and and I think obviously in terms of agriculture it's very scary you know it's scary for for farmers to make that transition to and they need support to do that you can't just Mm. stop using your synthetic fertilizers it's like a weaning off well, process like an addict it's like I they're s- addicts you know they have to keep putting more and, more and more and more and more and more and you can't just go cold turkey and the farmers can't just go cold cold turkey yeah. on their land as well and well, then needs it's to so, be support it's so, depleted. it's so depleted and there needs to be support you know there needs to be government well i suppose
0: um, i suppose the problem is i guess then mm. is infrastructure really isn't it mm. because if it's a lot of sort of smaller individuals or communities mm. doing it mm-hmm. there's not the capacity to kind of mm-hmm. deliver it at scale mm-hmm. so what we need to look at is sort of industrializing
1: industrializing industrial as in di- well as individuals yeah. we need to be responsible for our own waste and yeah. you know not be sending our food waste away so somebody else deals with it like mm-hmm. somewhere else so we can't see it that's the main that you know that's the thing that we can do yeah. but in terms of agriculture there needs to be there needs to be support farmers need mm. to be supported to do this, but then there's um, Ooh, I'm all saved. there's bi- there's business there 's business yeah. that don 't want mm. you know there 's gatekeepers that mm. maybe don 't want it 's not in their benefit for um, the farmers to to stop using their their fertilizer mm. big 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 business I, um, I did some consultation with a with a farm with um the farmer in Lincolnshire, and he's he spending £25,000 a year on fertilizer. Gosh. You know, he just won. Yeah. So,
0: well, you see, it in Clarkson's Farm was a great example Mm -hmm. of a lot of these things. You know, if people haven't seen it, I really recommend Mm -hmm. watching Clarkson's Mm -hmm. Farm because it gives you a really realistic view of the challenges of farming. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it might even be the first episode where I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. But honestly, it's really worth watching because the first episode, they get the fertilizer arrived, and he takes this giant sack off the lorry, and then they open the rest of the lorry. The whole lorry is filled with you know, tum tons and tons and tons and tons of the stuff, and you think. God, it's the amount Great. of stuff you're yeah. putting on the yeah. soil is just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all about balance. You know, yeah. everything, nature provides us everything we need. And farming shouldn't be difficult as well. It shouldn't yeah. be difficult. Yeah. It should be quite... Um, especially, that's what um, Taru Higa says, the guy that developed EM, EM1. Um, farmers just need some support. It's been, it's been too long. They've had to... Go it alone. It, go it alone mm. and poison. There, it's about I think a, a farmer commits suicide every every week. Gosh. You know, it's um, yeah. This we need. They need support. They're, yeah. They're, they're growing our food, and they're not the devil. They're not the the bad people that are doing well, the wrong d- things. It's just that with the hand industry. Giving, yeah. yeah, absolutely. This is just the way they've they've been taught, and it's been like this for too long, and
0: mm.
1: that's got to change.
0: Definitely, that's
1: got to definitely. change, and it can. It can change. We just need support so there should need some support. Yeah. From, um, and we need more people that are trained to do, to do this as well. You know, I think there's also a lack of, um, yeah, a lack of skill that people know mm-hmm. how to convert land um, back to, back to health. Indeed. So, there are lots of opportunities for the young people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah. No, I think that's a really important point mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. end on. You mm-hmm. know, a bit of a sobering end. Yep. But yep. you know, and a really a really important yep. one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So there's hope.
0: There is hope. Yes, there, there is hope. hope.
1: With the with, with the humus, with the with the worm humus, humus, <laughs> human come from the soil. So mm. yeah, there's hope. There is. It's gonna be okay.
0: That's it. <laughs> That's it. We'll make it okay. We'll
1: make it okay.
0: Exactly. We'll make it okay. Well, thank you very much for, thank you. for joining us. Thank really you for appreciate having me. It.
1: Lovely. Yeah. Worms and peace.
0: Definitely, yeah. And we'll, we'll have to check in again and see how, how things are going with the yes. projects you've got on. Yeah,
1: please do apply for to be one of our 1,000 worm farmers.
0: Yeah, and send us any information and we'll include it in the description Brilliant. and everything in this Order. video. So, so check it out, those of you listening. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in finding out more about what we should consider in the landscape or how we can create better places for nature, then maybe check out our episodes with Merrick Denton-Thompson, and John Little, which should be floating around here somewhere or in the description below. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share to friends and colleagues who might also be interested. And a huge thank you to our sponsors, Beans Accountants and Vectorworks. Also a huge thank you to our kinds of supporters, Gillian Goodson Designs and the Birmingham Botanical Gardens. Hope you enjoyed the episode.